Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming the program author Dan Juday, and he is the author of Waltzing a Two-Step, Reckoning Family, Faith, and Self. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV in the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Dan, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Don. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I'm retired. I worked in the communications field for many, many years. I found myself with time on my hands and quite a few memories. And so I've undertaken a memoir. So tell us about your book. I tell the story of growing up as a young boy in Indiana, born in 1948. I tell the story of what it was like to be in rural America in the 50s and in the 60s, through the Kennedy era, through the riots, through the war in Vietnam, looking for myself and finally finding myself. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? I think there's two people that would particularly be drawn to the book. Anyone who's a member of the LGBT plus community, young now, facing a world with more options, more tolerance, more understanding, certainly a broader vocabulary to talk about what it is they're going through in life. This is a story of growing up before those were there, before even the very words were out there for people to explain what it was they were going through. I think the other group that would be interested is the older person who can remember life 50 years ago or anyone interested in life 50 years ago for a little bit of reflection on just how far things have changed. Now, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? There is a theme it has to do with the fact that there were no words. I did not have the words to say that I was gay. There was no one around me who would have even have used the word gay. And so I was silent. And I think the theme throughout the book is that silence can be very corrosive. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? I hope one thing that comes across in the book is that there is a strength in simply taking in everything that's happening around you, accepting it for what it is, and learning from it. There is a weakness in demanding that everything that comes at you comes at you on your terms. Life doesn't happen that way. Now, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? I suppose the first book that comes to mind is Catcher in the Rye. It's a story of a young boy who's trying to sort out the world. In Catcher in the Rye, he has a rather negative view of things. I hope that the boy that you come to read in my book offers a broader, more accepting view of the world. But it is a coming-of-age story. Now, why did you decide to write this book? When I was 72 years old, I went back 
to the place where I grew up. I had been away from it for 50 years. It had changed, and it made me think about how much I had changed as well. It was a wooded piece of land with a stream and a lake running through the middle of it, and it had both got richer and it had also deteriorated somewhat. It seemed to me that the same thing had happened to me, and I wanted to reflect on it, and I wanted to ask myself exactly what had changed. So how do you think growing up where and when you did affected your life's journey? I grew up in the country. We had a lot of space around us. There were very few people you ever saw who you didn't know. I, later in life, lived in New York. I lived in Washington. I lived in large cities in Europe. And I didn't realize how much that sense of personal space was being invaded all the time by being in a city. I think that that probably made me different, stamped me as a little different from the other people in the cities in which I lived. So what did you learn from writing this book? I have been asked if writing the book was a cathartic experience. I'm not sure that I found it to be cathartic. But what I did find it to be was revelatory. That is to say, I remember who I thought I was when I was young. And then years later, I wrote about who I thought I was. And it was clear to me that I wasn't that person at all. And that the person that I thought everybody was seeing was not the person they were seeing. A lot was revealed just by letting enough time happen. So what can the reader learn about coming out in this book? It's a different time. It's a different era now. And People have the comfort, young LGBT people have the comfort of the support of references in the media, support groups, even the very language LGBT+. That simply didn't exist 50 years ago. The word gay was not used 50 years ago. You were either queer or you didn't admit that you were queer. So it took a certain amount of courage, and I didn't really muster that courage until much later in life than I should have. I was in my 20s before I could even come out to my family. And by coming out to my family, my attempt to come out to my family failed because they simply didn't want to hear it. So what was your inspiration to write this book? I think there comes a time in everyone's life when you realize there's more behind you in terms of experience than there is ahead of you. And you start thinking about that time behind you. And if you muse on it long enough, you want to sit down and take a shot at recording it. That's what I've tried to do here. So did your book involve any research? I had photographs that I had collected. My mother even retained all of my report cards and put them in an album and sent them to me before she died. I have still some brochures from the little Catholic school I went to and the programs from the church where I had my first communion. So I had all of the documentation here, and I suppose that triggered a lot of memory as well. So what is it that makes your book relevant today? I think it's very important to remember as young people struggle to accept themselves, and I'm not speaking just to the LGBTQ community, but to each and every person 
who's struggling with whatever that is within himself or herself that they have to simply accept and move forward with, I think it's important to remember that this is a universal journey that everybody has made and that people have been making for centuries and centuries. There is nothing new or modern in this. This is an ancient struggle. So have you had any feedback yet from readers? I've got some very kind letters from people who have read it. And the ones that touch me most are those who say, this was me when I was your age. I went through this very thing that was more gratifying than I could ever have imagined when I sat down to write it. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? I've been asked to read excerpts from my book at local events here, most of them through the LGBTQ active groups in the neighborhood. And uh, through that, have had a chance to have these conversations about these very things, this very age gap thing that I'm trying to suggest can be reached by telling your story and listening to someone's story. I found that very gratifying. So how would you describe your writing style? The reviews of my book often make reference to my natural writing voice, my ability to tell a story. I hope I succeed in the voice in which I write to put the reader right where I was, thinking right what I was thinking in each scene as I tell it. I'm told that I've achieved that many times. And what part of your book would you say you personally like best? Oddly enough, the part of my book that I keep coming back to, the part of the story that I told that I keep reflecting on, was when I was in high school as a young gay man trying to date girls. It was such a mystery what it was I was supposed to be doing. And it still intrigues me that I should have misunderstood so completely what dating was all about. I simply didn't get it. It was just a performance. I'm haunted by that, and I'm haunted by several of the young women who bore with me until they finally had to give up on me. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? This book is the story of a young boy who's trying to come to terms with his sexuality and with where he fits in in the world. It is told through the thought process of that young boy. It is told with compassion. Anybody who is working with young people who are in the throes of that kind of a journey would find this as a great resource. The, the people themselves finding themselves in this journey would also find it as a great resource. Do you have a website? You can learn about the book at callingcardbooks.com dot com forward slash Dan Jude. And could you spell your name for us, please? Jude, J-U-D-A-Y, Dan Jude. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Dan Jude, and he's the author of Waltzing a Two-Step, Reckoning Family, Faith, and Self. Dan, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you, Don. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. 
The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.